Oh, there it goes. Everybody, look up and watch out. I didn't even say that right. It's Keep Up with Sylvan Sane and Osla Malo. Welcome to the show. I'm here with my comrades and cohorts. I got Osamalo. I got Pokemon Stoner Harry. I got our I got our engineers that tried to launch this show. They got us there. That's freaking Neil and that's freaking uh, NP Comtech Neil Francisco. You can get him on DJ Tribo on SoundCloud, and you also get John. That's John of all trades. He also is Thundercat TTV on Twitch. Get on there. Do your thing. Let's get into some motherfucking topics. It's time for some motherfucking shout-outs. And we're trying to start off What the Fuck Happened with a shout-out. Please give a shout-out to another middle school alum of the TRS, Nancy Laverde. Yeah, so we all know Nancy. We've known her since sixth grade. Um, Nancy has her own photography company. She does a great job. Um, she has her own Instagram page. It's called Juna Love Photography. It's J-U-N-A Love Photography. Um, you can follow her. You know, you can request for her photography. She does an amazing job with families of all ages, and she's very patient. She's actually expecting her third um, child, a boy. Congratulations to you guys. Congratulations. So, you know, check her out. Go, go on it. We'll leave a link also. Go nice. ahead. Felicidades. What the fuck happened? Really, nigga? So that's the real segue to that. So we'll make our own segment for shout out, kind of, but it's all good. Let's get into that. Chinese consulate was shut down in Houston. That's a big deal. Uh, Oscar's going to get more into the details of that. Basically, we've been at war, like we said, trade wars with China. So a lot of it has to do with intellectual property and digital and 5G, Wi-Fi, generation, technology, all type of stuff. China is trying to, all of, everybody's trying to get their hands on it. But the major players are the China and U.S. There was a spy in the Houston consulate. So you can't really say that that was the wrong move to shut it down because, you know, China fights dirty. So tell us about Huawei and why they're important in this, Oscar. Yeah, so um, uh, in China, we have Huawei. It's the, their biggest manufacturer of phones. So Huawei, what they have been doing for years is um, a Galaxy phone will come out, an iPhone, and they take almost the same exact phone, copy it, put their branding on it with their own cameras and everything. And it's, they are actually great phones, and we see all yes, the um, YouTubers reviewing them, but the intellectual property that it's a Chinese-made phone here in the United States, you know, with all the data that's being collected, um, it's a big controversy right now with TikTok that people, that the government is probably going to shut down. We don't know when, but with Huawei, they're the first ones that were on the 5G wave before it was actually brought to the States. So there's a big thing where um, Google won't even let them have the Play Service Store on their phones because it's such a controversy and they're not being sold anywhere here in the United States. You can get that phone here, but who knows if it's recommended? You don't know if um, they're going to be looking at your at your data or just who knows, you know, it could be a spy phone. And that's what this country's afraid of. So I don't blame them. Hilarious, which is hilarious. It's just like Usher and Confessions or Truth Hurts. It's always <laughs> the cheater that is more that's very paranoid of someone else cheating. That's what U.S. does. They they collect their data all the time. They do data breaches all the time. But yep. we oh, oh, damn, my lights. Or was that my light? Oh, no, that was something else. Um yeah, but then whenever someone else does it, we're all paranuclear explosions, nuclear. Yeah, we're the only ones that drop the atom bomb. But yet we're always in treaties and trying to stop other uh, Iran. We're trying to stop, uh, stop other nuclear power. 
So, yes. So that's a big deal, Oscar. Thank you. The Huawei phone was a, a lot. More, I didn't even think of that. It was a lot more available a few years ago. It's a beautiful yeah. phone. But the reason why it's beautiful, like Oscar touched on, is because they don't give a fuck about patents. They don't give a shit about IP. We talked about Silicon Valley, uh, that show on HBO, and they touched on it beautifully. They basically take a carbon copy of another freaking, wow, my lights are like going crazy right now. <laughs> <laughs> having an edm concert over there right hey. <laughs> so uh <laughs> so huawei back to that uh yeah just to basically to to the end that huawei they're basically a government telecommunications they're tied in with that the u.s doesn't usually mix that monopoly with telecommunications so that's the only righteous thing about us in this move and also we are trying to be number one in those areas like 5g so it's a big deal to get a spy out of the houston consulate so that's one of the right moves this president has done this administration got to give a props for that so oscar lead the way with the opening of sports uh dr fauci trump throwing out first pitcher for the yankees and uh who is uh oh for the nationals go into it please so we have we got baseball back uh, season started Thursday. We got we got Los an awesome Los we, got a, we got an awesome matchup between the uh, the champions. You know, I never thought I'd probably say that the Nationals are going to win a championship, um, but hey, they 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 killed it last year in the playoffs. You, you got to get hot when you got to get hot, and they did it at the right time. And for the first time since 1910, we had the president of the United States not throw out the first ceremonial pitch. Start off the season in Washington D.C. I didn't even know he, that. Wow, yeah. I wasn't even aware of that. Whoa. So he, of course, you know, uh, he's trending in uh, in the wrong direction again, like always. And he, we got Fauci who threw out another fifty cent pitch that did not go to the plate. <laughs> At least it was, was socially distanced. Yeah, you know, I think um, you would think these guys they, they're gonna know they're gonna throw out the first pitch. Go out to the backyard, throw a couple balls. You know, I get I get that there's a lot of pressure to throw out this pitch. Um, I get it. Some people can't throw for, for shit. They're also old as shit. Save, save the world from a disease. Throw out a you know get the, get some throws in, get some catch. <laughs> carve out some time. Carve out some time. You're trying to save the world. You know, carve out some time, bro. Yeah, so you know, um, as we were saying, we got sports back. We got um, NBA scrimmages back. I've never been more happier to see NBA scrimmages, which is you know, it's it's something new. Um, there they are well, in the NBA the biodome. Yes, they're in the bubble. <laughs> they're in the bubble that, and they're doing a great job. You know, um, we're seeing less people testing positive, and when people do test positive, they're doing the whole quarantine. Even um, Rachel Nichols and other reporters, they have to go through a 10-day quarantine, which is, it's crazy. They have to just be in that hotel room by themselves until they can get out of it. And then, you know, they're out and about, but, and they have all these protocols with the ring that they have, the aura ring, to, oh, to yeah, make sure. Pretty cool. The temperatures and the social distance yeah. alerts. Yeah, for two ninety nine, you could have one of those too. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll keep in mind. I'll keep that in mind. There's an NFL full schedule. The baseball is on 60 games. Tell us about that real quick. Yeah. So this is a showing season 60 games. So every game matters. You know, um, before you, you when the season starts, you lose a couple of games. You win 11, 13 in a row. And, you know, but now it's like every game matters. It's more it's more magnified. Um, You get to see. More people locked in, you know. We just had Juan Soto also test positive right before the game against the Yankees, so it's it's sad, you know. But they're doing the right thing. They're putting all these things into measures. You see the coaches that are older wearing masks, and it's like, wow, you know, this they're, they're really doing a good job of taking it seriously. So hopefully, you know, they can they can hopefully keep going and make sure nobody gets sick. 
Hey, and uh, well, I will know that they're taking the right precautions if a they uh, once they they run out of weed, what happens? You know, how much Corona is going to come in with these these weed dealers and these drug dealers, and also. What happens when the hoes come in with the coronavirus? But I know the NBA especially is big at time with prostitutes and weed. I'm waiting for that outbreak. When yeah. is that going to happen? It's true, Vince, because... Go ahead. Oh, my bad. Go ahead. Um, so, yeah, Lou Williams, uh, the NBA is actually investigating him right now because they're saying that there's pictures of him at Magic City. So, <laughs> like, I get it. You know, you, you want to go out to the strip club or whatever, but come on, Lou. You're you're on the verge of maybe potentially winning a, a championship with with um Kawhi Leonard Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. What the hell are you doing? Get your shit together. <laughs> true, true. Harry, I felt like I cut you up before. Did you need to say something? Yeah, I was just saying he sucks at throwing a ball because it's all the shit. Oh shit! <laughs> oh, and to cat and to cap that off, he will be. We'll talk about that next week probably because that's when it's happening. Um, he'll be throwing out instead of because he's a Yankee fan. I know why he did that. He's an asshole. He should have yeah. did it like Oscar said, which is funny that I didn't notice that he did not throw out for the Nationals, which he should. That's more traditional. And I'm not even usually a traditional person, but whatever. I guess he stomps on all traditions. But he is a Yankee fan, and he is a friend of Randy Levine, and Randy Levine. Before we get into the uh, what the fuck did I watch, uh, they're friends. And Randy Levine was supportive of the whole team taking a knee. A lot of people took knees on different teams. Even after the uh, inaugural game, the opening day, some of them, not all, the, not the whole team, just like the, the opening day, but some of them continued to do their knee, Andrew McCutcheon with his speech and stuff like that. So a lot of people are trying to protest, especially in New York, of him throwing out that ceremonial pitch at Yankee Stadium. So we'll be tuned with that. And now, what the fuck did I hear? What the fuck did I hear? What the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck did I hear? Okay, let's go. Not up in here! So we have Remy Wolf. I've been real uh, obsessed with her. She's been amazing. I think she's of Indian descent. Please don't quote me on that. Please look that up if you need to. But she's amazing. She's kind of like MIA anyway, Sri Lankan. That uh, she's from British. Uh, she's British and Sri Lankan, and uh, so she's got photo ID and she's got hello, hello, hello. She's been on a few soundtracks. She's young. Go listen to her and let's get a album review of Taylor Swift. Oscar, this is uh, folklore. Her first album in her thirties. And, you know, she's already gone on record to say that this album, she worked on a lot of it during the pandemic. So this is something that um, one of my friends, uh, Eddie Robledo, he actually told me, you know, before we started back the podcast, Vince, a lot, a lot of oh, great shout things. Shout out are, to him. You got a lot of podcasts. Shout out to him. Um, a lot of great things are going to come out of this pandemic. You know, a lot more artists are going to go into the studio. They're going to concentrate more on their music. They're going to be um, in their own mind. And I feel like Bad this is Bunny? what she's. Bad yes. Bunny's coming out with like three albums during the exactly. pandemic. Exactly. So I feel like this is what she's done, you know. It's her first serious album in her 30s, and she she put on some great music on here. It, um, you know, we've known her for her pop, and yeah, she has some of that, but she has more songs that are more in tune with what we go through on a daily basis, you know, relationships, obviously. She has a song that's called This Is Me Trying, and it's her basically trying to tell this guy, you know, hey, look, um, I want to be with you, and the guy's rejecting her, and instead of, you know, um, finding a way to get through that, she's drinking whiskey, you know, and it's something that a lot of people cope with, you know, drinking. So it's it's great. It's weird to see her in that light. But hey, if you give me a personal song about you, we all, you know, I, I like to drink. So I can relate, Taylor. 
Taylor Swift, yeah, like the poppy juice poppy too. Juice. Yeah. yeah um, another great song that she did was called Betty, and it's it's really cool to see her go back to her seventeen year old self. And you know, we can all be nostalgic about what we went through in high school, and it's about seventeen year old her hooking up with somebody and. Basically, the rumors start, you know, is this real? Is this not? And as a girl, you have to defend. As a girl, yeah. And as a girl, you have to to defend yourself and put these rumors, you know, down. And it's it's really hard for for girls going through high school when all the guys are talking about them. So it's it's a good song, you know, introspect to what she might have gone through or an experience of her friend or anybody. But it was a good album. Um, Harry, I know that you listened to the Logic album. No pressure. You can go oh, on and hold up. I want to give some little trinkets. And yes, he is definitely oh, yeah, going to do that. Um, yes. Look out for the Easter eggs. Supposedly since her last album, Lover, which was amazing. Very good album, too. I'm a big fan of hers as well. I wish I wasn't because sometimes she's a tool. But she's actually been trending in a, in a really cool way. She's actually been trying to get a lot of Generation Z and a lot of millennials to vote, which we are very, very terrible at doing. We're now the big millennials are now over overpopulated over the boomers they are now over 80 million over the boomers so now there's more of us than that and generation z is right behind they're still mm-hmm. producing well actually they're not millennials are not producing at a rapid rate my bad so generation z will probably be a little less but anyway there was a lot of uh trinkets in there there's a lot of rumors that uh the boyfriend now the current boyfriend co-wrote some of the songs mm-hmm. i think taylor swift is actually going to be in the songwriters hall of fame just like jay-z just like kendrick lamar well kendrick lamar no he got a nobel peace there's a lot of songwriters out there, Bob Dylan, Neil Young. Like I said, El, uh, Jay-Z is the only rapper I think I know to name that is uh, that ha- is in the, hall, the Writers Hall of Fame. And so I want more of that. I want more generational singers in there. And so speaking of a very, very awesome artist and he, oh, damn, I should have wore the shirt because I knew we were talking about it. Anyway, next time. Um, so, uh, Harry, we've been to a concert for Logic, I believe, once or twice. I went uh, twice. Okay, good. Oh, yeah, that's right. I was with you, and you couldn't go the second one because of um, Thomas's wedding. And that was even better because that had GID from freaking uh, Dreamville. So I missed out on that. I had to go to my brother's wedding, which is a once in a lifetime pre wedding. Well, the pre wedding. For most people, for Donald Trump, it's a once in a five time uh, ordeal. But anyway, let's get into logic. Let's get into the biracial freaking businessman. So, yeah, logic came out with his quote unquote retirement album. You can't see me, but I'm doing air quotes. Uh, no pressure. Yeah, no pressure. Um, song. It's more of a album for the fans than it is for like the mainstream audience. There's a lot of his songs that have repeat beats, but it's not like they're bad beats. He works with ID Labs again, and uh, great producer, great producer. Yeah, it is. And then I, I, I pretty much remember the song Dad Bod. I thought it was pretty good. It's about him, like you know, transitioning into fatherhood. His son yeah, makes especially with that bald head. Yeah, especially with his bald ass self. His son makes an appearance on it. Well, he makes a vo- vocal appearance on at the end of the song. He's like, "Oh, you want to listen to ABC rap now?" Yeah, which is very popular rap now. Because my bad, keep going. That's fine. And which I, you know, I like when you when rappers incorporate their kids. Eminem did it with yeah. Um, yeah. my dad's yeah, going yeah, crazy. Right. <laughs> yeah. uh, I think Beyonce yeah. did it with Blue Ivy or Jay Z. One of them, right? Blue Ivy. Yes, they did. They did. So like, they're getting their kids involved without having to force them into it. Which you know, nice. And he signed a seven-figure deal with Twitch is why Correct. he's retiring. Mm-hmm. You know, Twitch is a good stream, and he's, I'm pretty sure he's going to come out with, like, he's going to be bored one day and come out with a new song 
or you're most likely going to rap on Twitch. Like that's exactly, yeah. exactly. He's he's not fooling anybody. He's definitely he's he's so talented at rapping, yeah. and he's talented at video games too. Like I said, we mentioned Lupe Fiasco in a couple episodes. Why not? Why not be multifaceted? Why not make multiple uh, streams of income? We're trying to do that ourselves. If like you this, have a fan somewhere, appropriate. Like if a fan doesn't like your music, but they like you on Twitch, go with that. You're gonna have a fan. Yeah, you're gonna have more exactly. support. Yes. Um, Harry is more into TV production behind the scenes. Oscar is into digital design and freaking, um, well, hold up, sorry, for consoles. So we have day jobs. I'm a media manager. So we're trying to make vertical incomes. We're trying to get our merch going. That's the American dream right there to make, like Oscar said when we were talking on the, pre, uh, the pre-show um, about uh, Slim, Slim Hello. Uh, he used to be a former uh, Ford's billionaire. He's a billionaire still, but he used to be in the top 10, top five. And he said, you got to make money while you sleep. So why not, Logic? Go for it, bro. Go for it. Yep. So uh, let's get into the Kanye West news real quick. The birthday party. So like I said, um, like we said on a couple episodes, he is go- he's going for president. We don't think that that's going to last too long. He already missed the ballot on a couple of things, a couple of states. Uh, he thinks that he's going to win a-, a write-off against Joe Biden. That's that's the both of them. If you're not Trump or Biden, it's going to be hard to win this election. So a lot of people think that he's swaying from that. Kim has been desperately trying to reel him in from his manic episode of bipolar. Halsey has mentioned it. A lot of celebrities, thankfully, Halsey. Sorry, you're right. And uh, a lot of celebrities, it's mixed. They've been making fun of it. You know, you know, we all make jokes and stuff like that. I get it. But Kim Kardashian's right. Halsey's right. A lot of them are correct. Okay, cool. Get your joke in. And then let's get serious because he's in trouble, bro. He's in trouble. His marriage was almost in peril. Who knows? It might still even be in peril, even though he apologized for mentioning the abortion thing at the South Carolina rally, saying that Mm -hmm. North was almost aborted, mentioning Kris Jenner, all types of things that were you wouldn't think because keeping up with Kardashians all up their asshole. But like there are some things that are that are untouchable. And like their family is very you don't usually see a lot of stories about them. You see them on camera sometimes, but you don't see they they're very protected. And I think. And I think that's a great idea. So uh, to, yeah, like I said, they're, they, they've been speculation of divorce. The, uh, Kim was barred from seeing him in Wyoming. Only Justin Bieber, Dave Chappelle, and there's yep. another artist, right, that uh, was able to visit him. Dave now, Chappelle was there, too, alongside right? it. Right? And, and, you they're, know, and they're genuinely worried for him, and I get that. Yeah, and to touch on that, Vince, you know, um, we, he had his first uh, presidential campaign, and it's like, you know, you saw him with the security vest. We all know he has mental problems, and we know what a creative genius he is. But he does Absolutely. need help, and he you know, the, and it, it's kind of weird to see somebody at, in in that light just go on stage and start ranting all this stuff. You know, the Harry Tubman um, comment that he did, where even somebody recording is like, "Oh yeah, we out." Like we're not listening to this shit. So it's I know. it's crazy. And I'm pretty you know? sure he doesn't have a publicist, but if he did, I'd be like. You anything with slavery, yeah. you are not allowed to talk about. Please do not. Talk, I'm, I'm quitting. I'm quitting. You're, you, I'm not the PR for you. It's true. You know, you see him. Um, you see him on Twitter just posting every, like at least five, maybe ten, five times uh, every thirty minutes. So it's crazy. You know, I follow him on Twitter just to see what the fuck he's gonna play. Me too. He's very entertaining, and it's sick. It's sick that like you know um, that kind yeah. of mind that we're kind of like. That's why. But I but I appreciate it for the creative reasons. And when he yeah. mentioned he's bipolar, I was like, damn, that makes sense. Because like a lot, and and I saw a survey. I forgot who did the poll. We got to look that up one day. Um, that fifty percent of uh, presidents uh, were mm-hmm. that had signs of mental uh, uh, not disability. Sorry, mental uh, illness. 
50% mm-hmm. of them. And I think about 25% of them had another type of mental illness, another type of uh, like uh, spectrum autism or something like that, signs of it that you would see in a uh, medical profession now. So I'm just mm-hmm. saying, like, I'm not saying that they, they tested these people, but they te- they compared the signs of what they look for now. And a 50, at least 50% of them had a mental illness. And it's, mm-hmm. and it's so common. It's so common. And if someone, a celebrity that's pretty much worth a billion dollars, him and Kim, if they struggle to manage with it, imagine what homeless people deal with. Imagine what re- regular middle-income Americans like us deal with it. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. So um, let's wrap it up with uh, DMX versus uh, Snoop Dogg, IG Live, and then we'll get into what the fuck we watched. Go ahead, Oscar. Yeah, so, you know, I, I've been tuning into all of these. Um, this one I, I was probably yes, more excited about just because Snoop Dogg is a legend. So when you hear that and, you know, his catalog already going all the way back to when he worked with Dr. Dre, like okay i love dmx and i consider dmx even one of my top 10 rappers but i'm like snoop's Snoop's catalog is super huge you know so they they, it was really nice to see them both in the same room again just like jada and fab and it was actually more of a celebration you know i know that it's song for song but dmx held his own you know he has so many hits one of my favorite a lot of weight too hold on to a lot of weight god damn and you know that was that was actually really cool to see them talking about this because swiss beats was in in the room and he was the one playing you know whatever songs the playlist that they had and at one point um they had about five hundred and thirteen thousand viewers and they wanted dmx was trying to get to 10 million because obviously you get paid more for the amount of, of, of viewers so at one point he said, if you can get us to 10 million, I'll take my shirt off. And then Snoop said, oh, yeah, I'll do it too. And then um, DMX made a funny joke and he's like, yeah, we're about to look like the number 10. So, oh, uh, shit, not an 11, but the 10. Yeah, I've heard that joke. I love that joke. <laughs> when he said that, I'm like, you know what? Good for you. You, ma- you make fun of yourself, whatever. But they went back and forth. Um, you know, they have so many hits. It brought me back to when um, DMX first released all those albums when we were in high school. So that was awesome. When he um when he put who we be, I was like I just I, I just love lost it because I love that song. It's one of my favorite songs. It's one of those songs that gets you pumped up and everything. And then you know, and then Snoop had to and end it. That's on the Great Depression, I think. Yeah, and Snoop just had to at the very end. You know, he had to go back and just end it with um the the next episode, which was awesome. They did a lot of um shout outs. You know, rest in peace, Nate Do- uh, Nate Dog. Yeah, so I love was, Nate Dog. So that was cool, and it was it was honestly the most in, the one that I enjoyed the most so far. I'm looking forward to seeing what they what they put next. You know, nice. Uh, to wrap it up, I actually um, for a long time I never wanted to be a rapper or rocker. None of that. I wanted to be Nate Dogg. Feel like that's the best career to have. Like you don't have to be a great singer. You can just sing about weed, hoes, women, all types of shit. Weather. What's anything better? Where the fuck did I go? Oh! And if you haven't heard enough from Oscar, get ready, because he's about to talk about his damn vacation. Go ahead. Yeah, so this is the first time I've taken some days off since um, I started working on my new job, um, HP Shapiro and Associates. And, you know, I didn't take off any time during July 4th, because I wanted his to thoughts, say... His thoughts are his own. <laughs> so I wanted to take, you know, um, a, a longer weekend than July 4th. So I actually requested for um, Friday through Monday, and I went upstate to Acre, New York, where my mother-in-law, Sarah, she owns this house. 
beautiful house, about 30 acres in land um, surrounding the house. So you can go, we can go on nice uh, long trails, uh, hikes, and it just ha and it even has creeks all around. I've, we haven't seen this many animals around the property, which is awesome. We, we went, we saw deer, we saw uh, groundhogs, we've seen squirrels. And while we were actually having dinner on the deck, we actually, it was around maybe 7.30, so the sun was going down. We actually saw bats flying back and forth. That's fucking sick, Bruce Wayne. That's and sick. And I'm like, oh, fuck, I feel like I'm Batman out here. So yeah, I, yeah. I've never seen bats like that out in the wilderness. So that was really cool, you know. And she explained to me that they eat mosquitoes. They eat so many insects. And um, obviously, it's upstate. So you're going to have mosquitoes, fucking huge size of quarters up there. So I'm really glad that she had these bug zappers that I've I've seen other people with these bug zappers, never used them before. So I had a lot of fucking fun. I'm over here looking like Serena Williams, just zapping <laughs> at mosquitoes and bugs. And we actually bought a couple just recently because, you know, when a mosquito flies into your into your into your place, you go crazy trying to kill a little fucking mosquito out here. So I had a great time up there. You know, the drive, it doesn't it doesn't seem as much as I used to. It's about two hours and 20 minutes and it, it's pretty good. You know, someday yeah. we should go up there. We, we It'll be a lot of fun. Um, they have ATVs. My brother-in-law, Matt, just built the fucking basketball hoop, so that's going to be awesome. I'll get to bust his ass. Nice. All right, or bust your ass, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it happens, it happens. Um, yeah, and, and Harry made a great point. We skipped over what the fuck we watched, so we got to get into that. But I'm glad. I hope you were social distanced. I hope, I'm hope. i glad you had a great time. I'm glad we got to get the what the fuck did I go. It's an important segment. We love it. So let's get into what the fuck did I watch? Ta-da! All right. Brave New World. I only saw one episode, but uh, so I won't get into that. Uh, and it's on the Peacock Network. That is the new streaming service from NBC Universal. So uh, Brave New World is based on the book that we read in high school uh, from uh, shout out to Stacy. I blocked you on social media, but whatever. <laughs> if you see this, that's okay. I probably, I probably didn't block you on YouTube. So I'm pretty sure Kim will send it to you or something like that. But just know you're annoying. So anyway, um, Peacock TV, uh, it's, it's a lot like Man in the High Castle. Not really, actually. It's like a mix of Man in the High Castle and uh, Handmaid's Tale. Uh, basically like the book, like I said, they, they take this drug to stay sterile, to, to be free of emotion. And, and they have this caste system, the betas, all that kind of stuff. And, uh, and to keep this in very Orwellian, George Orwell of 1984. So anything dystopian I'm into. So I'm watching on the Peacock Network. I get, get more into it to give you more of it. And then we got Intelligence, which stars David Schwimmer and uh, Nick Mohammed. He is the voice of Piglet from Christopher Robin. He is blowing up. He's all over, actually, the Peacock Network. He has like three shows in development over there. They trust him, and they should because he's really, really funny. And, uh, yeah, me and Harry saw The Old Guard on Netflix, which broke major records. Before we get into that, let me name real quick The All-Time Watch, which it's now on there. And The All-Time Watch list is number five, Murder Mystery, which was shocking to me at $73 million. I didn't think Adam Sandler did that well, but I was wrong. That deal, that deal worked out. If you're in the top five on Netflix, that's worth it. They You're paid the right guy. Right? Yeah, they paid the right guy. As a matter of fact, he has another one on here too. Um, yeah, he even has his production company, The Wrong Missy. So he's all over it. So anyway, uh, Six Underground, which I did not see yet. That is with Ryan Reynolds. I heard it's very good though. I need to watch that. That's 83 million. Then we have Spencer Confidential. I believe that's the Mark Wahlberg movie. You know what? Not I'm not the hugest fan of Mark Wahlberg anymore, but he's money. You know what I'm saying? If you're in a yeah. studio... And I'm at the production meeting, and they go, yo, we got a chance to get Mark Wahlberg in there. That's money. 
that and it proved it right there. 85 million. Bird Box, which was their number one until, and that was 89 million. Huge successful movie. A big ripoff of The Quiet Place, but still very good in its unique way. That's where Meg, um, Megan Fox and uh, freaking, uh, what's his name? MGK started banging out, and now they're together. The, he, she left David Austin Green. Megan from, Fox uh, wasn't Night in that movie. Who was it? That was Who the was chick from Alita, Battle Angel. Are you oh. sure? I'm 100% sure. All right, anyway. Whatever, it looked just like her, and they were banging on that shit. And uh, so maybe that got him a taste for Megan Fox. He was like, damn, I wish I was banging Megan Fox. But anyway, um, here we go. So then Extraction and 99 million with Chris Hemsworth. Of course, White America, it always wins out in theaters and shit. No, I'm joking. But um, Extraction was very good. There's a sequel in the works. So let's get into our review of The Old Guard. Go ahead, Harry. So yes, it's you. Oh. The old guard is one of those, uh, you know, ex-military people, you know, doing Charlize good. Theron. Charlize Theron, the most badass chick ever. Uh, she's gorgeous. Like, she's she's perfect. So basically, it's a, her and a group of her assassin friends who go on this mission, and then they all get shot to death. Then it turns out they're immortal, and a new immortal pops up that's a fresh new girl, and uh, they find her, and then they go on this adventure She's to... from uh, if Beale Street could talk. Okay, she's very beautiful too. She is. I was like, yo, she's badass too. I liked her a lot. And it's basically these people who are trying to find now. They're, now they're being hunted, and they're trying to find out who's hunting them and why. And it's this. It's um Harry Potter's cousin from, you know, the Harry Potter movies. He plays the uh, main villain in the movie. Some scientists who like wants to experiment them for a longer life. It's oh, a dope movie. Yeah. yeah, it's Dudley. Oh, he lost weight. Oh, Chedwell uh, Edgefor is in it also. Uh, He's great. Like I said, Charlie Theron. They're working on a sequel, and it's there a trilogy. is a. It's, it's, it's be based a trilogy. on a. Gra- it's based on a graphic novel. It's very very good. I I wasn't shocked because the transition that Charlie Theron has made into an action star from Future uh, Fur- uh, Furiosa, which she was disappointed that she's not going to be yeah. in the sequel, the prequel, she won't which be reprising is, her role. Anymore. It's going to be Ann Taylor Joy from The Witch, and also there's another actress that is. Hey, welcome to the show, Josh. Uh, no, that's my. Like um... <laughs> <laughs> you, guys have, you guys all have the same haircuts <laughs> so anyway um to get out of that to get out of the old guard it was amazing you should watch that charlie theron is one of the best at um action movies you should go watch her in anything she's the best at acting tully was amazing i love her so let's get into mulan and tenet basically we're running out of time but mulan and tenet they cost over $800 million to make each one of them. They need to be in theaters. There's a lot of people that need to get paid off of that. The movie theater structure in Hollywood is top heavy. That means that the major releases make up for the movies that don't make money. Most movies don't make money. Most movies don't break the bank. Uh, Most movies don't make up for their profit margins, but they rely on Mulan. They rely on Tenet to make up for those margins. And so that's a big deal. So Christopher Nolan has been advocating for that. A lot of people have been up in arms for that. We've seen a lot of video on demand with trolls, all that kind of stuff. They're different movies, obviously. They're not going to, they weren't going to make a billion dollars worldwide, just like these movies. So we'll see. We'll see what other things happen with that. We'll keep you posted. Let's talk about truth seekers real quick. Harry. Yeah. Uh, uh, (laughs) Truth seekers is uh, basically the evolution of the mafia from the end of the seventies till about like the late eighties. And uh, let's see who may uh, Rudy Giuliani makes an appearance because he was the DA 
at the time trying to take down the mob, which they succeeded. You know, they have a documentary about it. And they have ex-mafia members uh, come in and talk about, you know, what happened during that time. And like, yo, there's a lot of shady shit happening. Donald Trump was mentioned about uh, because the mafia during the late 80s had their hands in every construction company site. Yeah, Yeah, every construction property, even Trump Towers. There's a lot of shady shit going on. He's not he's not called a real estate tycoon for he's called that for a reason. But uh, so that's very similar to Fear City, New York versus the mafia. Right. Or is that. Uh, so I'll get into that. Um, so Fear City of uh, New York versus the Mafia. It's a new Netflix series. It's three episodes long, which is really cool because I can't anything over three episodes is just it just becomes a drag. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry, so, I was um, talking about the wrong show this whole time. I thought we we're talking. That's what about. I was saying. What is Truth Seekers? Truth Seekers right, so is a paranormal yeah. activity uh, show with uh, Nick Frost, where he's been doing wow, paranormal right? activity. For, sorry, <laughs> I'm like. I'm like half asleep right now doing paranormal activity for like 20 years and it's a comedy and it's a new show. So it seems like it's going to be really hilarious. I like Simon Pegg and uh, Nick Frost. They're a good duo. They are. I love, yeah. I love Hot Fuzz. I love uh, Shaun of the Dead. Perfect. So let's get the fuck out of here. What the fuck did I say? So we called this episode Baby Zoomers. You'll see in the artwork. It's beautiful work, actually. Another great piece by Oscar. It's working on it very diligently. And we're getting a great schedule out for that. So everything will be smoothed out with that. So Baby Boomers versus Zillennials, Generation Z. We have the silent era. We have Baby Boomers. We have Baby Boomers Part 2. We have uh, Generation X. We have Generation Y, which is Y2K, which is why we were called the Millennials. Bye, bro. Bye, bro. So... <laughs> Oh, okay. Reverse, reverse. <laughs> so then, uh, so then we have, like I said, Generation Z. Um, Oscar and Harry made a great point. Uh, we are millennials. They're considered the greatest uh, generation of all time because you know they matched up pretty much in population with the baby boomers, which was considered the greatest generation of all time because of uh, a lot of things that happened within their era and the amount of people and the the effects that they have even on the generations today. So that's big. That's huge. And uh, so like I said, we're trying to embody that. And so Generation Z has basically been screen heavy. They were born with screens. They were born with that type of stuff in their visuals. They don't know a life without it. They don't know a life yep. without cell phones. Generation Y, millennials, we were a part of that. We were doing dial-up phones. Yep. We were getting up to turn on the TV. Oh, shit. This dude is wilding. <laughs> anyway, um, total <laughs> inconsideration. Whoa. And uh, so anyway... Uh, to get out of that, let's get into where I was this week. I did Find Love Live on Hinge. Uh, that's actually on the TLC network. I was on Hinge. I was swiping left and right. And this casting producer was like, hey, swipe right if you want to be on this show. And I did it. And I basically followed all the things. I was a backup the week before. So that's why we didn't mention it before. And this time I actually was on a show. Oscar and Harry got to see it. A lot of my mom's friends. Uh, shout out to them for hearing my nasty jokes. I said, uh <laughs> One of my jokes was uh, keep my seat warm. warm. Keep my yeah. seat warm when she was pregnant. Yes, exactly. But Contessa was pregnant. No offense to the lady. I definitely was not into win it. I don't even think Greg was. I don't know. Maybe I'm like wrong, but I don't even think. But she's hot. She's hot. But she was two weeks away from having a baby. And not to say there's anything wrong with that. There is nothing wrong. I'm glad she was on the show. I'm glad she's feeling sexy. She was sexy. She pregnant women are sexy. There's nothing wrong with them. They're, sometimes they're even sexier. And this was a live show, right? Yes, it was live. It was live. It was on. Uh, 
It was on live stream. Uh, shout out to the host. I forgot her name. She's amazing. Krishna or something like that. Uh, I love her. I actually am a fan of the show now. The show is pretty cool. I like that there's social yeah. distance and shit like that. Um, like I said, I, I made some raunchy jokes. It was great. It was fun. I lost by a landslide. It was like Reagan whooping ass. Um, yeah, man. Like, but hey, well, while we were watching this, um, you know, the comments going up on, on Twitter for Team Vincent, I that was awesome. It was super funny. Hey, you got our podcast on there. So me again, we were just laughing the whole time we were watching this. It was It was something that, you know, you were on TV. Hey, man. How many people could fucking say that? It was awesome. I loved it. I was going through all of Twitter, and it's it's fun to see what people that don't know us, obviously, what they think of us or what they have to comment on. A lot of people were on your side too, man. So that was awesome. Thanks, appreciate it. I had a great time. Uh, like I said, like I would love to. I love being on game shows. We're gonna cut the last uh, topics because we're running out of time, and they're not as important. They were funny, but being on that show was actually funny. So fuck it. You know what I'm saying? We'll end it on that. And uh, I had a great time this episode. I hope you all did, too. Um, I hope everybody had a great July 4th, even though most of us weren't free on that day. So, you know, got to celebrate the Juneteenth as well. So let's get the fuck out of here. Like I said, we are on Keep Up NY for Twitter. We're on Twitch, uh, Keep Up NYC. Like I said, hold on. We're going to try to get content on there. As a matter of fact, uh, with Instagram, Keep Up NYC. Not with that. You can follow us on Instagram with Keep Up NYC. But to slow down, on Patreon, we're going to start getting our pre-meetings on there as part of extra content. You'll have to subscribe to that. If you want to buy that, that's great. I think it's quality, man. We're pretty funny on our pre-meetings. As a matter of fact, some would say we're actually funnier. <laughs> so we'll start promoting that. Facebook, we're Keep Up Shut Up. Uh, you can follow my page. It's still insane on IG as well as Twitter. It's my handle for pretty much anything. If you see that out there and you see somebody else with it, slap him and then tell me. So I will go get a uh, cease and desist letter. My name is incorporated. Fuck them. I will sue their ass. Oscar is also Malo. That's his personal. If you want to go stalk him, if you're in his area and you want to, you know, find the cop killer out there. No, I'm joking. Um, Also Malo underscore art. Amazing artwork. He's getting better and better every day. He's becoming the graphic designer we want him to be. No, I'm joking. He's great. Um, he's learning every day, like I said, and making great work. John Thundercat, John.tv, TTV, that's on Twitch. Harry is the Pokemon Stoner. He's on IG as well. That is our producer. He does research. He puts it all together. He's one of our co-hosts. He's amazing. He's the parks of the show, pretty much. Oscar is our Rory, except without red hair and freckles and whiteness. <laughs> <laughs> so let's outro motherfuckers you better shut the fuck up listen up and keep up with Oslo Malo and still been saying over and out homies <laughs> <laughs>